Hi, welcome to Invisibly Ill, a podcast by three 30-something women living in New Zealand who've all been told, but you don't look sick. We hope that sharing stories will make invisibly ill people feel sick. Content may be triggering for people who are still on their health journey. Right, you're number one. I'm number three. Jen, you're number two? No, I'm number two. I'm number one, I think. Hello. Yours isn't coming through. Have you turned your microphone on? Oh, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You can probably hear me in the other mic. There you are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm number two. (laughs) We figured that out before we recorded the whole episode. I would have been so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Could you see her, Jenna? I'm like, Megan didn't turn on. My God. Be like, home speech, Jonathan. I worked so hard. (sighs) Anyway, right. Okay. All right. So round robin. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your uh, update since last time we chatted, Laura? Holy moly. Since last time we spoke. So I think last time we spoke, I had just got um, the next issue with my back, which I thought was a slip disc. Um, But I was being quite flatly in denial about that um, and trying to fix it myself which is so unlike me. Shocking. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Literally within, I feel like it was like within a couple of weeks of yeah. recording it. Maybe it was in, within, within a month because it, it was the foot thing. Yeah, it was very dramatic, Laura, wasn't it? What happened? I went to the doctors and um, he said it's been too long to have foot drop without any signs of improvement. So he immediately called the um, neuro department at Auckland Hospital and uh, made me kind of sit in there with him which is not what I was expecting so I then I think I called you and Holly and I was like you need to come pick me up I'm crying and I'm stuck at the I'm yeah. stuck at the doctors he's saying I might have to go to hospital tonight and it's very stressful um and anyway then the next morning the uh, hospital called me and told me that I needed to go in immediately um so we went into the hospital it was all very quick it was very yeah. quick well, actually, not if you were there. It was very slow if you were there. <laughs> it was pretty slow. I so was there. The lovely was... Megan um, took me to Auckland Hospital. And uh, got mistaken was... for her mother, by yeah. the way. And I am a year, one whole year older than her. And she is also about five inches taller than me. So it wasn't even that she was smaller than me. What... I just looked that old. What I loved is it wasn't just you that... The next day, it happened with Alana as well. Yeah. So cool. I obviously, I think it maybe I just looked really like sad and pale, and, <laughs> and they had a caring motherly vibe. Very vulnerable. <laughs> Although I didn't get mistaken. No, your and you're the only mum between us. Yeah. Which, Which actually hysterical. was quite excellent. Yeah. You have to laugh at these things. Uh, but anyway, then I was in for the whole weekend. Um, kept being told that I was going to be having surgery, and then even one time I was taken down to surgery and then brought back up because. I was, you know, it was in, important enough to fix um, because of the nerve, potential nerve damage and stuff, but not important enough to jump the queue, apparently. So, yeah, then I had another disectomy, which so that'd be my third overall, second in New Zealand. I've now got the trifecta of L5S1, L4, L5, and L3, L4, which doesn't mean anything to you if you don't have any back problems. <laughs> no, but um, essentially it means scrabble. secret got, code. Yeah. yeah. There'd be some people be like, oh, yeah, yeah, L45, yeah, cool. Um, And so I've got a big, big scar going, connecting all of my previous operations. And the foot's still, um, it hasn't really, it's improved very slowly. I've I've been describing it as like pre-climate change glacial speed of recovery. Um, But I can do a lot more things now. Like I can walk a bit more normally. Um, So yeah, had a whole surgery since I last saw you. Not since I last saw you, since I last talked to you. 
Yeah, and you recovered from it a lot faster than you did the one before. Mm. I think that was because of the Pilates. I've been doing reformer Pilates and that had really helped my back, but then it also actually was one of the things that I did. Because you pushed yourself too hard? Potentially. And then I sneezed, as you may remember from the last episode. Um, so I'm still kind of on the on the recovery. I've only been able to go to the gym in the last few weeks, which has been good. Um, but also quite sad because my foot doesn't work as yeah. much as it's meant to work. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm good. I'm now at this age again where I'm trying to look at the other the other things that are going with, on with my body, like the fact that I haven't really been sleeping properly for a really really long time now, and my mental health's been a bit in the toilet. But that has obviously kind of not been as, as much of a priority as getting my back sorted. Yeah, well, those two things correlate. Not mm. getting sleep and mental health are like they, you know, pile onto each other. So that's fair enough. Yeah. And I was kind of getting back to that stage when my back got messed up last time. Um, but I went to the doctors today, got some sleeping pills, got a bit of a, a bit of a plan for, to try and sort stuff out. So hopefully on the mend, it was a bit like a going in for a waff. I was like these are my problems <laughs> how long do you have and I kind of word vomited on her yeah. um but yeah that's kind of where I'm at I feel like that's what happens with chronic illness is it's kind of like this okay I've I've s- taken the big one out but now there's all these other things that are affecting my life but it, they just weren't at the top of the list so yeah so I'm doing doing a few things now which is hopefully going to make a bit of an impact but it does really feel like you know, you get through one thing. I think we were saying yeah. this in the car, Jen. You get through one thing and then you have to deal with the kind of yeah. everything else because you've been forgetting about it. Yeah. What's new with you? Oh, so much. Um, I got better. And then I was doing this really, like, specialized diet, I think, last time we were talking, which was very helpful. And it was the first time my doctor had ever said – or my nutritionist actually that I paid a lot of money to by the way um she was like I think you might have SIBO which is like this thing where bad bacteria are growing in your upper gut and can intensify heartburn symptoms and in all the years that I've had this not a single person had even mentioned this thing and ever since I've in theory gotten rid of it I have been like 10 million times better and so it made me like mad and happy all at the same time because I thought for years I've been doing this and nobody said this to me like I went on the specialized diet went on supplements and can I just say you're using the word specialized rather than incredibly restrictive yeah that's you've done some good marketing for that diet yeah um it was low FODMAP no gluten no sugar um low FODMAP is like a very small amount of food groups that you can eat no it was completely vegan um and it was quite restrictive, but it was basically to try to figure out what trigger foods were not helping my condition that I had. But the first step was like, I don't like saying detoxifying because I think that's like a buzzword that people use, but essentially like getting everything out of my system so that I could start over and see what was really impacting because you do get a buildup of things for food. But anyway, so... Um, was doing that and then my specialist called me and made me cry because he said well I don't know why you're doing that that seems really stupid and I just thought this has been the first thing that has helped me in a year and a half like I have never even met this man in person and he's on the phone telling me I just need to lose weight and the one solution that I'm trying to trying out he's telling me it's a waste of time then he proceeds to write a letter to my doctor detailing why it's a waste of time 
which I loved getting in my email. It really made, really validated my experience. Um, and then, so I did that and things started to get better and, um, I was starting to feel better overall, like less bloating, like all sorts of symptoms kind of going down. Um, and then, you know, I bounced back super hard and went a little hard the other direction because it was so restrictive that I didn't really go as, I didn't ease back into normal eating like I should have. And there were some things, you know, you just get busy and it's hard to control every time you eat. Like, I just wanted to say to the doctor, like, you know what? If I could control every morsel that went in my body, I would not be overweight at 37. Like, I trust me, I've been dieting since I was, like, 18. I've been plus size for a long time, back and forth. And it just, it made me cranky because he just couldn't stop focusing on my weight. And I said, there are people who have hundreds of kgs to lose that don't have this problem that I have, which is... Um, a hiatus hernia, which basically means my stomach is being pushed up into my throat. Oh yeah, because you actually hadn't you hadn't been diagnosed with that no. last time. No, so I this will be the second one that I've had, and um, they found it, and then they basically said it shouldn't have failed in four years because I had a surgery for it already, and so then I met with a surgeon recently, and um, he said it shouldn't have failed within four years that's a bit weird that it failed he's he's like oh well did you gain weight and I was like yes I gained weight it was in the middle like it happened I had the surgery then we had the pandemic and you know rada rada and some people went one way and they all exercised and ate well and I went the other direction because you know like that's what happens mm. you know and um so he said oh well given the fact that you only gained 20 kgs which in the scheme of things is pretty small he's like it shouldn't have made that not work but we shouldn't do the surgery again because it will break again essentially and I was like okay cool then he was like we could do gastric bypass not necessarily for the weight loss side of things but more for to re basically to restructure my stomach so that I didn't vomit and stuff from random foods and but he said these words to me which I was I just wanted to throw myself out a window. He was like, but you're not really, like, you're you're not overweight enough to get that. So you're probably not going to qualify in the public sector for that because you're not heavy enough. So this is what he told me. The surgery that we did broke, so we can't do that. And the bypass surgery, which could help you, but would be a drastic change in your life, you probably wouldn't be able to get through the public system anyway because you're not overweight enough. And I just sat there and I was like, that is not an answer. Mm. Where's, where's, like, where's so option not, number you, three? Yes, so like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're too overweight according to one doctor, but then the other, other doctor's like, oh, you know, we need a few more pounds before you've got an option. Yeah, he was like, like, I was like, well, what is heavy enough? And he's like, you need to gain another 60 kgs. Whoa. And I was like, cool. So... Those are my choices. Either gain more weight, which will make me more unhealthy, so that I qualify for this surgery. Which seems ridiculous. Which is absurd. Yeah. Or just learn to live with it. Because I said, I said, well, what happens when I lose all this weight that's imaginarily... Because they don't really know. No. None of them know. They just... They have said to me, like, it could not be the weight that's causing the issue. Which is really just great. <laughs> um... And I said, well, what if I lose the weight and it's still a problem? Because the reality is my stomach is still pushing into my throat. That has nothing to do with my weight, really. Also, matter of fact. sorry for being a layman here. 
that you know I'm I'm more in the bad back realm. Even if the surgery didn't last as long as it could have, yeah. Surely there's some benefit in still doing it and then just supporting you better with you know accompanying lifestyle changes that yeah. Like if it lasts for 4 years and you can have 4 years of it working, is that not better than like my like I might pop another disc. But like <laughs> You're the, on third the, time. But yeah, yeah, third timer. Like doesn't yeah. mean that they're not going to like if it happens again, it I'll have to have surgery again. It's, and also, I'm really sorry to and this is yeah. I need to go and get a cushion. <laughs> Bring your back. Yeah, yeah I'm that's not very okay. comfortable. Okay, so where was I? So you we were talking about how if the surgery, even if the surgery doesn't um, oh, work for, you know, if the surgery works for another four years, that's another four years of not yeah. having a shit time. So he's the same surgeon that did the surgery the first time. And I don't know if you've met a surgeon, <laughs> but they're... I actually have met several <laughs> surgeons. <laughs> they're, I find them to be a bit arrogant. And I think he very much felt like he wouldn't want to stake his reputation on doing it again if it broke again. Is very much the way it felt in the appointment. Yeah. Would you like, get a second opinion from another surgeon? I would like to, but I need to figure out how much that will cost mm. and where to go for that. Mm. And now I'm just in this position where it's like a rock and a hard place. Like there is no win for me. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm kind of in a weird place about it at the moment because my eating has not been great because it's kind of you kind of get to this place where you're like well fuck it mm. like nothing's gonna fix it anyway why should i be trying like and that's the mental health battle with stuff that's chronic yeah. i think that there's different i feel like there's different mental health issues when it's like a different stage acute you know when you're like when you're in the midst of it and it's you know you just are going through a really really rough time you're just trying to see the next solution and like I feel like you can only ever, you can almost get to the point where you shut down and just think to the next step because you can't think beyond that next step, whatever that is of like, okay, we're going to try this thing to fix it. But once it becomes chronic and it's sort of like, I guess for me, I think the difference is with an acute phase, I suppose you kind of just have to trust the process and the doctors and kind of put your faith in something that it will work whether it's your nutritionalist that was giving you a plan and you're like I'm just going to follow the plan or my like cancer doctors who were going do this and do this and do this and you won't die you know but like and then it gets to the point where I go okay well we've done our job now now it's you now it's your job to like you know improve your quality of life by doing all these things but it's like without that I don't want to better like that coach or that guide or that person to help kind of just keep you on track all the time and keep you I, I think it's not feeling alone in it as well because yeah. it's really 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 lonely yeah, like nobody knows your experience mm. like your everyone's experience is unique and like we obviously identify together though in the same way right like the the drag of it I'm, I'm still I think dealing with the effects of being on pain relief and medications long term by not being able to sleep yeah and this has been okay so another surgery in April or whatever but um when I was talking about where I'm up to, I skipped like loads of stuff because I've, I've already kind of gone, okay, yeah, on to the next thing. And one of the things I struggled with mental health wise was that before my last surgery, uh, before my first New Zealand surgery, so the September one, I had time to prepare. Like I was yeah. building up to needing to have the surgery and it was just, it was more trying to get across the line with it, either ACC or with, I can't remember what it's called, outsource, outsource, pro- outsource program. Mm. Um, but this time, because it was so sudden, it was literally 
one day to the next you're going into hospital and you might have to have surgery and this is bad you you know you should have come in sooner type of thing I didn't really have the time to to mentally prepare for it and obviously you guys were there and that's that's my mother (laughs) (laughs) that's fine (laughs) but like I found that the hardest afterwards because as you say my recovery was better because I think Pilates and I've been strengthening but actually mental health wise I kind of just been riding it because it was harder because it was suddenly like well did I fail at the last one like did Mm. did I overdo it did I actually Mm. did I fuck up that's quite a big trust yourself yeah 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 being able to trust your own body you know again when you've like been able to fail me last yeah that but last time it fucked up so what's you know like that kind of that cycle right that sort of that fear of again you know um, yeah and in some some ways it was good because it made me really I think unlike the the September one I now realize okay this is like a life thing mm. like it's not just been yeah. a period of my life where I've had bad backs it actually it's going to be a life thing like I've got to be really careful if I if I do something that gets that level of pain where I nearly passed out mm. and my foot stops working maybe go to the doctors or go to the hospital and be like I've had three disc surgeries I think I've slipped a disc I need help rather than being like it's fine. Try. It's fine. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be able to. I'll I'm be sure able to I just slipped. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. I've just overdid it. Yeah. Whereas it's really. So it's made me. T- it's, it has definitely made me take it a bit more seriously. Yeah. But also, I've kind of got the struggles of not being able to sleep, and then the mental health challenges that are coming with that after. Yeah. It's just been a bit of a vicious cycle, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of that's when you were saying about the um, you know, the difference between the mental that your mental state when when it's chronic. Yeah. And the support network around you. It just made me think, yeah, yeah, I just brushed over all of that stuff again. Like, I usually do, to be fair. Yeah. But, you know, notice, growth. I brought it back and I've said, hey, guys, I thought about something. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Round of applause. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Jen, what is new with you? Gosh, um, not so much new. I suppose it's more just the, the ongoing chronic pieces, really. So over the last couple of months, work's got really busy. In some ways, it's been the positive as I've been able to manage it energy-wise in a way that I, there's no way would I have been able to do, you know, even six months ago. Um, but I'm still not where I was. And the, for me, there's always that challenge of working out the sweet spot of like trying to push myself to do a little bit more, but also take the time to rest. And I find it really hard to to balance that especially when kind of I start behaving more normally inverted speech marks that nobody on a podcast can see (laughs) yeah you try and sort of I suppose you get back to doing things that that other people expect you to do or the you know old Jen did pre-cancer Jen um and then people are like oh Jen's back to normal that's fine and then it's like I do too much and then I I like crash like when we, we went on a, a weekend away to melbourne to see harry potter which was awesome <laughs> as a side note um close but, now though melbourne yeah close now sorry but guys still really good um but the i remember the people that we were with were like healthy normal people <laughs> healthy normal They're people normies. notice she's like the people who we were with were normal <laughs> laura and i were with <laughs> Laura is not included in the healthy normal person. Sorry, I, Laura. No, no. But, but we, I was um, only six weeks out so of surgery. The Saturday, we were like, 
oh yeah yeah we can go we keep going keep going like the energizer bunnies all day all night we didn't even come home for a rest we didn't come home <laughs> we, for a rest. we went straight to dinner i was like whoa this is this is a lot of activity for someone with a child who has nap breaks and rest breaks throughout <laughs> the day <laughs> and like you know to go from you know, my general level of activity to to that i was just like the next day i was like i need i need a lie down break I need a rest. At I least you got two functional feet. <laughs> we walked all over the city. We did. We walked a lot. The walking was fine. That was really nice. Oh, but show was, off. <laughs> that was fine for me. I could do the walking. It was just the, uh, it's just more the, the keeping going for, yeah, you know, yeah. a really long time. Um, and I was like, I just, I just need to have a little rest. Um, but, um, but yeah, like that's, that's always my like, struggle I suppose is just working out that balance but mm. it's and where I think I'm at versus kind of where other people see I suppose like I saw my uncle when I was in Melbourne and he was like you I can see you've come a long way like even from when he I saw him at Christmas so it's like energy wise you're a lot better than you were and I'm sure like a couple of months on now I'm better than I was you know it all kind of I suppose when I push myself it also builds my what I can handle but it is that sort of I feel like it's always like two step forwards, one step back. Like each time I'm like building a little bit more resilience and then it's like kind of push too far and, and fall back off the wagon again and then I've got to get back up again. And it's just the the kind of getting back up again bit that just gets exhausting. It's like doing burpees. I'm doing like mental burpees. burpees and it's like <laughs> you lie down on the floor and you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. And then it's like, oh, great, I've got to get back up again. Like just exhausting, you know? Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, the um, how does it feel knowing that you're the only one of the three who can currently do burpees? <laughs> does that feel good? Slowly, very slowly, I can do burpees, but but no, I'm I'm proud of my burpees. It's, um, but no, the uh, why are they called burpees? Probably because they make you burp. I don't know. That's so stupid. There must be a reason. We'll have to find out. Homework. Oh. Um, but yeah, like i've been i did all i did a an event i trained up for an event which is good the um like a tough guys and gals thing where i just went went in the mud and that was fun um so like that's been quite cool cause I've been can you elaborate on i went in the mud and it was fun because i feel like it, you did a lot, <laughs> i feel like there was a lot more effort involved you yada yada over a so, big part of that yeah, yeah no, it, was a, it was a 6k run slash walk because it definitely got i ran like a little bit and then basically my feet were so muddy that I was like and the floor was muddy and my feet were muddy and I was like it's like slippery feet on slippery ground and I'm just gonna fall over Laura would have been in panic stations I think I would have just you know when you've seen those videos of people on ice (laughs) and they just keep running because their legs just keep going because they're like will they stay up I think you just would have gone I'm just gonna crawl I'm just gonna like slide on my bum (laughs) But, um, but now we had to like wade through mud and then it sounds awful jen um, you signed up for this it was fun i was like <laughs> this was entertainment <laughs> yeah it was i bet you, you paid for it as well yeah i like <laughs> crawled through little tunnels and climbed over fences and i did it with a team of people which was really fun and um yeah did you do those good. kind of things pre-cancer did pre-cancer jen do those kind of things i did but i hadn't done one for a really long time yeah. um like pre-child so that's so and yeah probably five years ago it's probably been five years i'd say since i've done any of them so yeah like it was really cool to kind of do that again that was nice um and then um 
my lymphedemas or my breast edemas improved a little bit in the last wee while. But I think that's just because it's cold. Um, <laughs> so like Never the optimist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, maybe it will stay. Have but, we talked about that last time? I don't know. But I've, so I've got like basically. Elaborate, Jen. I've yeah. got um, one of the side effects that I manage is, or don't manage, <laughs> is the fluid buildup in my breast and arm. So I have lymphedema and breast edema. And the breast edema, basically when they chopped away all my lymph nodes and part of my breast, it meant that I've got as a side effect of the surgery and then having radiation on top of it, it means I've got fluid that just builds up in my breast. And it's sort of like if somebody's, to, to, to people who haven't breastfed, but if you have breastfed, people on the line, it's a little bit like mastitis where you kind of have to like massage it away every night, like when it's bad. And, and I'd be like, every night I've got to massage away all the fluid because otherwise when I lie down on my tummy, because I'm a bloody tummy sleeper. How can you sleep on your tummy? Uh, <laughs> it's comfy. It's like, Wait, where do you sleep? I sleep on, I'm like a side tummy sleeper. Like a side tummy. It's yeah. not like just lie. Like, not lying not, on my belly. like a face plant with your head but just. But I am like arm under the Yeah, head. arm under. Leg up. Yeah, I'm the I same. I have a leg between, yeah. I have a pillow between my legs. And yet you guys don't have bad backs. <laughs> I... <laughs> I sleep like a Doesn't goddamn corpse. I'm like a I'm like a corpse or a, Do you sleep on your back? Yeah. Oh my gosh, those people always creep me out. It is really creepy and I'm really slow I'm really still. <laughs> <laughs> like when we when we were in Melbourne actually, I shared a bit with Lana and I was like, Don't worry, I won't be moving. I sleep like a corpse and she was like, That's a great way of describing it. But um <laughs> Like sometimes I might go onto my side and curl up for a bit, but I can't really sleep on my side. Mm. But, no, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tummy cider. I, yeah. I'm one arm under the pillow and. Me, interesting. You know. Me and my partner also cuddle like koalas. So like, when I roll over to face her back, I it's like I koala her. So then I'm a side. That's like spooning, her. right? Yes, but yeah, it's more like a I'm like fully wrapped around her, like a baby koala on a mother kind of thing. I'm now thinking oh, of that like stupid that scene from effing, what is the, Twilight, when he's like, hold on to me, spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's exactly like that. <laughs> That's so stupid, that bit. Oh, I digress. Yeah. Sorry, koalas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that this is the part that I always come back to, is like, there's still a lot of joy in my life, and there's still a lot of joy to be had, and like the chronic stuff is like, infuriating and sometimes it definitely beats me but I always have to remind myself like I have a pretty good life and like this shitty thing is happening but I still have a lot of joy in my life and I still have a lot of good things and I'm sure that you guys feel that way as well like Hmm. there are good things this is just something that we don't get to talk about as much because Mm. you never want to be the Debbie Downer yeah I think that that's the, the struggle that I get into when you're having a really good time, when it's not that bad, then people think that you're that's their expectation for you. Mm. And so when you need to pull back, then they think you're like really sick again. And you're like, no, no, no. I just like went hard that weekend because I was feeling really good. And then I paid for it because mm. I had to sleep for 16 hours, you know. I always had somebody, I had this lady who was interviewed, had MS, um, describe her energy levels once. And I always thought it really resonated with me, which is that she only has, a normal person will have 20 coins of energy to spend in a day. And like, as a per- as a person with a illness, or her it was MS, she might only have 12. 
um, she could borrow a few from the next day. So maybe she could spend 15 coins of energy one day, but that would mean she'd only have less than, less than that the next day. I'm gonna... What's your oh. What's your job again? Yeah, I'm what's sorry, your... What are you doing? <laughs> four. Four. You said 20. What did I start with? I can't remember what I started with. 20 a day. 20 a day. 12 to 9, didn't I? 12 to 9, that's 3. So then 6. If only it's 6. You know, you spend the extra, you just take them away the next day. Yeah. Yeah. We get your point. It was just funny. It was very badly (laughs) articulated by the accountant who can't do mental maths. Especially not on a glass of wine, I think. That's fine. But um, but yeah, it, that really resonated with me when I was, especially when I was going through chemo. I was just like, I can, I yeah. could push it for a little bit, but I, I'd like sleep the whole of the next day. Yeah. Like, I'd just have to, you know, or that day that we had in Melbourne, I could push it for that day, but the next day I needed to rest. Like, I just can't keep going day after day after yeah. day. And we had my in-laws come and stay with us, um in March and we were like go 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 like energizer bunnies and then I was like I ended up like going to bed at like six o'clock one day and sleeping for like 14 hours I was so mm-hmm. exhausted so like just like pay for it and yeah. catches up if I ignore it for too long and it's like I'm trying to be better at that actually I'm really really good at ignoring my body and, oh <laughs> you're in good company yeah. you know, my body's like Jen you're doing too much yeah no and I'm starting to get a migraine and I go it's not really a migraine. It's just, it's just my neck stiff, you know. And I like because my whole body you know, aching and I like, yeah. can't see. And I like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that bad though. I'm not that bad. And I just try and ignore my, my body, kind of giving me little hints. Um, and uh, I'm trying to get better at paying attention, yeah. which is a work in progress, I do would know, say. Do you know what the craziest thing is? Is I went to go see that infuriating surgeon. The only good thing that came out of that appointment is he goes, do you find that your voice is more raspy now? And it was honestly something that I had never noticed, but it has become more raspy, and it's because of the, like, acid deteriorating my throat, which is really nice. But it was weird to me that there was this symptom that was very obvious, but I just wasn't aware of because I had so many other symptoms. Yeah. But, like, my singing, like, I cannot sing, but, like, my singing voice has gotten, like, worse since I've gotten it and my like overall being able to talk for long periods of time I get like I have to stop because I'll lose my voice otherwise which has never happened to me in my life like I have never had issues with talking for long periods like you guys know me I'm a chatty Kathy Um, (laughs) and yeah but it was just weird to me that he like asked me the question and then when I sat back and thought about it I was like oh actually that has happened to me because I think for a long time I thought maybe it was COVID that had done it because like nobody knows what what the things are of COVID Mm. and he's like oh it's pretty a pretty common symptom but it was just very bizarre to me that I am so aware of so many other things but that I just totally just marked off in my brain as like didn't even recognize it, see it, feel it, nothing. And then as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah, I definitely have that symptom. I definitely mm. lose my voice easier. Sometimes you need someone to have that outside perspective, though, because I was, like, barreling on, like, my foot didn't work. And I was like, this is fine. I can pick my foot up higher when I walk. I don't need to be... like." And it was only when the doctor was like, actually, it's been a really long time. You should... This is... You might have some... Like, how is that? I'm a, like fairly sensible i i i I maintain my own home i'm independent i have a good job like and i didn't think 
wow, this is serious. I need to get it checked out. Like, we've been on holiday, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I didn't think that not being able to use my foot properly was going to be big enough. Like, that holiday was hilarious because your foot wasn't working. You could barely move. I was on a super restrictive diet where I was like eating Kumara chips for dinner every night. And like, Jen and Neil seemed like the normal, like, oh, just yeah, hanging but... out. You guys were fine. But me and Laura were like dying From the on outside, the inside. Anyway. Can't remember. I, I, what, what month was that? March? Yeah. Don't quite tell. We didn't do a lot. We didn't push my energy bun, my energy too far that weekend. That was no. okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess it was a... Neil that kayaked. It was, I guess, yeah. Really. I just sort of chilled. It was yeah. very confronting trying to walk down the beach. <laughs> you were so bad. I was foot. like Captain Jack Sparrow walking over the beach. <laughs> you cannot. I've got a jar of dirt <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, so like out, and I've probably seen similar things. We just need to have so much more awareness of our bodies because I think not just as women, we do put up with a certain level of yeah. pain or un- like yeah. discomfort yeah. just from even just from having periods and stuff that we just go, oh no, it's probably that or oh no, it's probably not a migraine. Like I've done the same thing and I've gone yeah. like, oh, hang on, I can't see out of one of my eyes. <laughs> I should probably, I'm like, maybe I should go home. Like, yeah. how does, I get how, that when I get, blur- I get blurry eyes or dry eyes when I'm like, how bad does it have to get before like, we go, you should probably go home. I really can't see <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's madness and it's 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 a, like a level of awareness that we've obviously lost because of there's so many other things to do yeah but we need to be more aware of our shit holy moly yeah for sure i, I must i must admit recently it's like work's been really busy and i've definitely felt quite like burnt out but the and then i was reflecting because it's been over a year now since i finished radiotherapy has it? Um, wow. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, where is the time going? I know. So I finished that in July and I started back at work in August last year, like Holy slowly, shit. slowly. Oh. So it's been over a year now since I started back at work, which I think is partly why, like, a lot of reflection recently. Yeah. And then, you know, when you start to kind of go, I remember when I came back and I just thought, gosh, if, like, I've had cancer and everybody seems really tired. <laughs> <laughs> Smug little me. this nice eight months off little rest you know. oh yeah because having cancer is a real eight oh, yeah, months a break. Real breeze, just real having a breeze. break from work as you do you know but um but you yeah, know that's I, really funny jen <laughs> god everyone's so tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people work. they've been working really really hard and you know but i remember thinking gosh people are really burnt out and i sort of feel like i'm kind of like i've i've i'm like me on my smug little high horse i'm like no i'm gonna keep my what life balance perfect all the time and I'm gonna not I'm not gonna succumb <laughs> to that sort of behaviour and then here I am. You know? Yeah. And I was just like, oh progress isn't linear. I keep reminding myself. Yeah, I can yeah. attest. So we go. <laughs> yeah, we all, I was like we're all that same boat. What we wanted to try and do was share a bit more about kind of stories, but obviously there's also been a lot to catch up on in the the time since we've been able to record we're here to listen and we're here to share more about our weird ass lives and um weird ass conditions yeah. and invisible slash not currently fucking invisible for me <laughs> um, and we do have a gmail which is um invisibly ill podcast at gmail.com so if you like the podcast and you want to let us know great if you don't like it just fuck off <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sorry we're too sad <laughs> We're too sick to care. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't like it, then that, that's that's cool too. You know, each to their own. Um, I'm just rambling now. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> I was like waiting for the like wrap up sentence. I'm so sorry. I've had two wines. Um, <laughs> I've had too many wines. <laughs> anyway, if you've enjoyed if you've enjoyed listening to us, um, get in touch. Let us know, um, and we hope to bring more podcasts in the future. And we'll see you next time. Well, hear you next Ta-ta. time. Ta ta. Ta ta. You can't go with ta ta. Bye for now. <laughs>